Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e athlete. <laughs> yeah. He's an, an e athlete. That's all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. Twelve original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. It's a good show. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. It is Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn, alongside Emma Patterson. Emma. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? Really good, thank you. Enjoying your time here so far at Wilshire? We're at Wilshire in Santa Monica, California. I've never been here before, and there's a British theme, and there's actually a Union Jack flag flying outside. No kidding. Yeah, I missed it. I didn't see I didn't, it. I didn't know that either. It's a, <laughs> it's a cool spot. Been here forever. You come in, there's a giant bar space, which is where we're sitting right now, and then a restaurant that goes down into the bowels of Santa Monica. Like when you go out back, it just keeps going down, Into and the there's trees, and it's like a it's sort of like the uh, you know like the Lord of the Rings back there. I don't know, I haven't Tangly. been. Yeah. I just I'll have to take a look, but I did see the very lovely private dining room behind the bar, which is nice. That is nice, yeah. This is, they didn't let us in there though. It's a swell place, let's say that, and um, we're here today, and 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 I am uh, just ecstatic. We're, we we both are because the Academy Awards just happened. Just happened last week, and our friend of the show, uh, former guest Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. won. Had a huge night. Like they, where they went four. Austin, he won best director, and The Shape of Water won best picture, and they won best uh, the shoes. Like all <laughs> of the, the the funky awards that you don't even think about, they won those too. And we were so happy because we had Guillermo on the show, and he was the nicest guy. Yeah, they won, I've, God, so many awards last night, I think, Best Screenplay, and also, uh, I think he won Everybody's Hearts, because, and he had that effect on us, didn't he, when we met him. I was not aware of how warm, and just, just 
bloody lovely he is. You just want to give him a big old hug. Yeah. He's so nice. Well, he was choking. You know, he you could see him choking up as he was walking to the stage. And I'm cho- and I'm a, a huge baby yeah, when I watch the Oscars. I have to watch the Oscars alone because I cry so much. And then and then I and then it's like I cry and then there's sort of this thing where I, I feel ashamed and yeah, cry. So yeah, there's all sorts it. of emotions going on by myself in my house as the Oscar. Why are you crying? And I, you know, I'll okay. cry I cry for like best costume design. When they get up, I'm like, I'm so happy for them. I don't know them. I don't know who they are. But I just, just I'm a sap. Keep this to yourself. I'm a sap. Let me have some tequila. Um, and we are drinking together. So this was the thing I'm I'm trying to get to. So when we had Guillermo on the show, mm-hmm. he we drank Patron because Guillermo had a relationship with Patron Tequila where he had designed this big thing and we had him on and then lo and behold, he comes on our show, drinks Patron and just wins the Golden Globe and the Oscar and everything else and so here's what, what I was thinking. Is. Well, this is what I was thinking. Our guest today is going to be with us a little bit later in the show. It's an old friend of mine and uh, you know him too, Ryan Quanton and I, I love Ryan and I thought to myself, well, what, we, what if we drink Patron on this show with Ryan, doesn't it stand to reason that next year come award season? He's going to win an Oscar. He's going, not, and a Golden Globe. And a Golden Maybe Globe. an Emmy. Maybe because he's got a TV show coming yeah. out. He's got a movie coming out. You know what out? else he's going to have to do, though? What's that? Design a really lovely bottle. For oh, he's very creative, Ryan. I've oh. seen him. Yeah, he's make, I've, I've been, he's makes sandcastles and things like that. He lives, oh, he lives yeah. by the beach. Yeah. yeah. And he's from Australia. You know, they're, they can make really big sandcastles. They can make <laughs> huge sandcastles. And uh, wrestle sharks. All He does that stuff. Anyway. Um, so anyway. That, moving on. Yeah, that's can we so, drink? I, I wanted the Patron. And so we got some Patron now. And uh, Mark Stone is the bartender here at, he just gave me a thumbs up. Hey, thumbs up to you, buddy. Mark made us a, a margarita with some reposado. What is that? Well, the, the, the rep, Patron reposado. So reposado, there's different ways that tequila is aged. There's silver, blanco, which is basically unaged tequila, could, could spend up to two months in the barrel. Anything from two months to a year is called reposado or rested. Rested, yeah. And then anything from a year up to three years is añejo. Añejo, which means aged. Aged. Yeah, and then anything over three years is you're a fucking baller because you're drinking some old tequila. No, it's uh, extra añejo, which is kind of somewhat new. Extra añejo wasn't around. Used to everything was añejo before. Everything over a year was añejo, and then somebody's like, "Hey, let's let's put a word on there so we can make a new category and get more money for it." What's the word we're looking for? What's that extra? It works, though. It works, it? man. Yeah, soon there'll be like anything over seven years is like stupendo tequila. That might happen now is you said it? it. Yeah, so, so anyway, in this particular margarita. Reposado, margarita, it's very Very light. young tequila, hmm. baby tequila. Probably, you know, this tequila, I, I'm going to guess, probably spent about eight, nine months in, in the wood. Okay, got picks up a little bit of color, a little bit of that wood flavor, and it really makes. Look, I, I love margarita, I love a fresh. Margarita like this one, very mm. fresh, and I personally prefer it with the reposado. Do you do you like the unaged tequila? Do you like the older tequila in your margarita? Do you not care? Um, to be really honest, it depends who's made the tequila because if they use the mix, which I know can be yeah, can be used in let's just say sports bars and things. Not senior frogs here. like Prob- senior frogs or Fridays. Maybe Prob- fr- yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I don't want to suggest that that's what 
this lovely establishment to you. No. This is probably, would you say... Uh, this is some fresh squeezed lime. lime. Yeah. Sugar syrup, simple syrup. Yeah, yeah. And what, any soda? No? Just no, I don't sugar. think there's any soda in this thing. There's some salt on the rim and we got a little lime garnish wedge. We also, uh, we're going to get into some good... We I have just a, have one question before yes, we yes, move yes. on. But I just wonder about the salt. Are you really, are you meant to lick it and then like take a sip? If you, like the, if you like the flavor of the soup, you don't like it's it. It's a lot of salt, isn't it? On this one, yeah. And you know what? I probably should have, because most bartenders, and, and, and Mark did ask, salt or no salt. Mm. And I just assumed everybody wanted salt. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but you, know, you can get it without the salt, obviously. And a lot of people do it that but way. But if I was in Mexico and I was like, ooh, they would, the they'd salt. They'd kick your ass right out of would the country. They? Oh, Is yeah, it? they'd be like, you gringo, get out of here. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, so, now me, I just lick the salt right off the rim as I'm drinking it, and I like it. I'd like it better that way. It's just so much savory. It's a little more, a little more savory to me. And what um, about the lime on the side? Just squeeze it in. Uh, you can. Do you like extra lime? I'll tell you when I've done it. I'll let All you right, know. here we go. She's squeezing. She's squeezing in. And by the way, just to set the, uh, the scene for you, we have a table in front of us, full of various and sundry tequila. Lots of it. I, there's so much tequila and different styles of tequila. I'm looking. And we're going to drink a lot liqueur. of it. We're going to talk about it a lot on today's show and i think maybe it's time we uh we bring out our guest what do you think i'm excited i'm very excited he is a uh he's an actor go figure we have a lot of them on the show he is uh what do you know him from he was on true blood for many years he starred as jason stackhouse you might have seen true his blood bottom. he was on summerland summer is it summerland 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 is with kids it was a bunch of kids zach efron, yeah. was, in zach efron was on that show too uh he was on that soap opera in uh, uh, uh go on was the soap opera you know it you it's called uh, it. see by the way i didn't normally i have a bunch of notes because I know, I like Ryan, I just didn't don't. put the notes. All right. The show is a soap opera in Australia. Yes, still and like you've this. told me that it's one of the most popular shows ever, and it's called Guys and Dolls. Close. <laughs> oh. This show men was so boys popular boys in England. Listen to this. It was so popular in England that we would play it twice in one day. It would be on at lunchtime, and then uh, about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock when I got home from school. And, and I would watch it every opera. single day. A soap opera. Home and away. Home and Away. I knew it sounded like that Tom Cruise movie. Was there a Tom Cruise movie called Home and Away? Far and Away. Far and Away. Hey, who was that? <laughs> who was that voice? Oh, that was oh, here I think, already. I think that disembodied voice you hear belongs to our guest. He, uh, he, so in addition to all that, he's got this week, he got a new show just went up on Crackle called The Oath, which is awesome. Which we're going to talk about. Cop show action. He stars alongside Sean Bean from Game of Thrones, and it's just it's a cool, gritty show. I watch a bunch. He also has a movie coming out this week. A big week for this guy. A big, big week for this guy. It's almost like he planned it. It's like, <laughs> it's like he's here for a reason. Uh, that movie's called The Hurricane Heist. And our guest is the one and only Ryan Quantin. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Miss, Miss Dunn. You've yes, only had thank to sit you. there for 30 yes. Yeah. Minutes listening to us dribble on. Hey, I had a question. Just going back to your uh, the tequila. In terms of the is the etiquette, are you supposed to use straws? Uh, I, I personally hate I, straws. I do. I I do, and I don't. Like so. If I'm here's the thing. Beard. If you've got some facial hair right. going, right? Yeah, you yeah, might yeah. want to use a straw there. because because if you get it on your, let's say you get the salt under your nose and you're out at a club in say Los Angeles, people are gonna be like, holy fuck, Ryan Quant was doing blow, right? Yeah, so. 
You or you wake get, up the next yeah. morning, you need a shot, and people you just like, lick the top of your lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always worried people are going to think there. I'm doing cocaine. And, and, and by the way, kids, don't do drugs. But I'm always worried that that's what it's going to look like when I get the salt on there. You've got so, worse things to worry about than that. I know, I do. So what I do is this. Let me show you again. My technique is I take the glass, and I... Lick it like that. It's really gross. It's yeah, gross. It's, oh, it's, it's so gross. And it's then I, weird. It might even be better if you turned around. Oh, you look like a weird old <laughs> and man. Like dribble. Just, uh, was a, like your tongue came out and you're like... You're definitely you not getting your value for money. Wrapped your chops around it. So what you're saying is my, my drinking technique on the margarita is somewhat gross. Yeah, what makes it confusing, Dan, is you're not using the straw. The straw's there, but it's just kind of getting in the way. It's sort of halfway up your nose. <laughs> You're still putting your lips on either side of the glass. Salt's dripping all over you. He's you, got you, a good you've point. You've barely got any of the liquid into your mouth. Well, well listen uh, to you, it, Mr. It tequila. Like a, You're a big tequila like drinker. A, how, a do big you, tequila. how do you drink? You've been drinking tequila a long time. How I do sip you it drink slow tequila? and long, man. This is, you know, that's, how, that's, you know, that's the kind of drink you want to be enjoying. Slow and long. Do you like it neat? I do. Yeah, good tequila for me. Well, guess should be, what? Should we, be have, we got some we neat got some in front of us. How about we try this one here? We got the, the Grand Patron Platinum, which is This the, will set you back a uh, couple of bob? I think this is probably about, bob. I about think 200 bucks a bottle. 200 yeah. $200. This is, so this is an unaged Grand Patron. Every friends, people out there love Grand Patron. They're mm-hmm. usually drinking the, the, the Añejo. This is a Platinum. Look at that bottle. Like, you like that? It's yeah. a crystal clear bottle with a silver ball uh, stopper. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. And let's let's. You want to sip it? You want to yeah. try that? Let's try that. Oh, you. Oh, well, I'm gonna. You're gonna stick with the Mario. First things first, and then here we I'll, go. Let I'm me. gonna kind of finish that one. So what we've established is that Dan, you like jabbing yourself in the cheek with the straw rather while, than just discarding while, of while it. Sp- slobbering my tongue all over and grossing people out. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a masochistic nature to yeah. how you do it. I appreciate that. You think that. that women... Is this why I was single for so long? Because I was drinking margaritas in public and women were like, no, no way. I, I don't know if that's fair on your current girlfriend. No, your well, girlfriend. I've, never, I've, never dr- I've never had margaritas in front of her. I always turn my head away. <laughs> Yeah, that could be. Now a, I know why she insisted I do that. I don't. Right. I just want to take back the fact that I said current girlfriend. By the way, I think yeah. she's not going anywhere unless <laughs> you she, never know. Unless she comes to her senses, you never um, know. But yeah, I will I say, say, I feel that the straw is something that men like to discard of. I feel well, like they just go, yes, well, isn't, I'll get rid of you. I might be wrong here, and uh, but I believe there was a movement in California. To ban straws. To get rid of straws. Yeah, because right? it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the main things that show up in when you I surf, swim almost every day. It's one of the things oh. you see most out in the ocean. Oh. And any time a storm, we just recently had a rain, believe it or not, in California. And that's the first thing you'll see out in the ocean is just a myriad of, of straws. They just don't break down. The so wow. Wait, break what down. do you mean? So it's people out on their, like their boats with straws or just no, no, the no, garbage it's just, that finds its way to the, the ocean? Water, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, it's, yeah. It's one of the things that just doesn't break down so you can recognize it straight away. That's a... Who needs a straw? You have a giant straw. It's called your fucking mouth. That's the straw. That's the right. You what do you need a straw we, for? Yeah, we're, know, we're born in an age of convenience. Unfortunately, I thought you were going to say that they wanted to outlaw them because they're kind of disgusting. Like they just sit there on the bar and just gather dust, and and then they just get thrusted into some drink for you to wrap your lips around. How about we do this, Emma? Okay. Let's institute a new drinky fun time rule. Mm-hmm. From now on, no more, no more straws. We will not have straws on this show. 
Okay. Oh, I feel like that. Look at that. Look at that. We're, that. Throw, I just threw yeah, everybody. Throw the straws out. What? Throw them out. There we go. Everybody, throw them out. We have a we have an actual dump bucket on the table. I feel good. Everybody, that, look at that. that, that here. Let's a, cheers we're, to we're that. Cheers. God, I feel like I'm doing something good for the world. Oh. Here. But you know what? We actually need them because we. Cheers. We struggle to drink. Otherwise, we have to take our headset away from our face. I know you struggle to drink. I'm look. I'm having no problem. Look at this. Oh. Mm. Now I have a mouthless. Oh the purpose of a straw is to sip or to stir. Okay. Correct? So they could so have a stir. They could both. do they could do a bio bio hold on, we have a special guest here. Hold on. I'm here I'm note here for me. Rosie Ruiz, hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hi, Rosie. Yeah. Oh, so hi, I'll, Rosie. I'll tell you from the bartender's perspective. By the way, so you know, you're listening out there, Rosie Ruiz, one of the great uh, bartenders in oh, yeah. Los Angeles, works at Kohl's downtown L.A., one of the most famous places in L.A., and Rosie's been What here. is Kohl's? Rosie's our uh, fact checker. She's here to... So, no, what's Kohl's? Oh, Kohl's is a uh, famous old place down on 6th, right? It's on 6th? Yeah. In downtown L.A., it's famous for in, 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 inventing the French dip. The French dip, that sandwich, oh. was invented at Coles. The, oh, uh, the runny gravy bowl that's delicious. No, it's, no. It's like a au jus. It's like the, the beef juice. Beef juice. There you go. Yeah. Not in any way French, then. Yeah. No. <laughs> no anyway. So we have Rosie here to make sure that if we get something wrong, it, it's, it's, she's, she's making fact-checking us. So, so she's going to be coming in a lot, basically. So the mixologist's perspective on drinking a, a cocktail without a straw is so that you can get the aromatics first. Mm. So if you drink it from the straw, you're just like, you're back here. You want to go face forward. Stick your face in your it. face in it, especially if they spray something on top. So... Get the salt. If not, you don't want. You don't need the salt. But um, but yeah, it's just so that you can get the aromatics first. That's interesting. Yeah. So everybody, listen out there. Come on, why do you buy straws? Not those straws out. So Rosie, you can tell before you've even sipped it how much you're going to enjoy it. You being uh, yep. as expert as you are. Oh wow, huh? that's amazing. By the ice, what kind of ice they use? What kind of like what kind of lime? How the lime looks? Like I know how everything's going to be when I drink this cocktail. Jeez, I've been. Okay. Drinking for a long time. <laughs> I should have been paying more attention. Ryan, you didn't realize it was this complicated. Did you? <laughs> I know. you and I have gone out drinking a lot of times, and it was never this hard. No. How um, did you guys, Dan and Ryan, how do you know each other? We were neighbors. We were neighbors. Now, that is yeah. the show we could have been in. So it could it could have oh, been yes, we could have had a reality show. That was another so Ryan Ryan was my neighbor when I think you were on True Blood at the time when we first met. So it was probably about ten years ago, eleven yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was ago, later so in the seasons. It was so probably sort of four, five, yeah. season four, and five. So Ryan, as you could imagine, my female friends were like, "God, your neighbor is such an asshole." Like he's only no, <laughs> I'm kidding. So I would have people over my house, and and it was really it really <laughs> made me feel a little self conscious. My I'd be over people, be over people, be, over be up on our deck. Be as descriptive as you can. And the women would say, the women would say, "Hey." Uh, I try to sly there casually. They'd say, maybe you should see if your neighbor's around to come by. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go. It's a, like a, it's a sunny day. Play some tennis. It's warm. How about we go play some beach volleyball with your neighbor? And I'm like, what are you, you guys aren't having fun with me? No. You're going to wrestle a shock. Did you and not wear a T-shirt very yet? No, he was never, he's always shirtless. He was, like, he was like the Matthew McConaughey of, of Marina Del Rey. You know, there's one oh. shir- there's one famous shirtless uh, actor in on every beach town. You got McConaughey's in Malibu. Ryan was Marina Del Rey. I'm still petitioning that Marina Del Rey becomes a nudist beach. Still petitioning. Uh, <laughs> why not? So uh, what do you want to? I'm gonna. Can we like talk said, about Ryan for a bit? In the oath, in the oath, your new show, which is on Crackle, the oath, you play. Uh, I don't want to give away, but you. I'm not giving away. You say that you play a bit of a dirty cop. Right. Okay. 
uh, a compromised. Co- there are a few dirty cops. Yeah, there's, there's a, a few. Theme. There's a bunch of dirty cops. Ryan being the leader of the dirty cops to a degree, right? Uh, and when you do that, when you take on a role, what's the name of the character on that show again? Steve Hammond. Steve Hammond. That's right. When you take on the role of Steve Hammond, do you think about some of the other iconic cop roles over the years? I do, man. It was one of the greatest kind of compliments we got recently this week. Rolling Stone sort of did a, a shows to sort of watch out for in, in March. And uh, The Oath made the list. But not only did we make the list, I've been a huge fan of Michael Mann for yeah. many, many moons. And we were compared to the, – basically they said it's Michael Mann for the small screen. So <gasps> it was uh, – You know what? That is, that is actually really good because it's a lot of – Sort of rapid movement, camera movement. It's and it's a very sort of kinetic pace to, mm-hmm. to the way the show shot. Uh, those strange angles and just like it's not. It doesn't feel like a stage show. It kind of feels like you're immersed in it. Oh, like, it's intense. It's intelligent. It's one of those shows that you do have to kind of watch because there's details in there that then sort of play themselves out four, five, six episodes later. Um, and there's ripple effects to pretty much every action that's sort of laid out there. You, the, the moment you kind of make a choice, you have to live and breathe that choice. And you're in a profession where their life is on the line, forget on a daily basis, almost on an hourly basis, because these guys kind of take pride in blurring the lines between good and evil. I've got to ask, because I assume you do a lot of research when you take on your roles, but has it made you look at like, cops, let's just say, in Absolutely. LA and be like, a little like, not really sure you trust them anymore. A little bit like they're all up to something. Oh, not necessarily they're all up to something, but there's there's definitely a way that a cop kind of carries himself throughout the day that, you know, just Joe, our show creator, who the, the series is informed by, uh, he was a uh, ran an L.A. cop gang for, for years. Uh, his, one of his best friends is doing sort of a couple of decades in prison, so he got out by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, but... Um, just to see the way that this guy carries himself, this, the stuff that he, we're drinking right now, but he'll only pick up a glass as I've kind of slowly, he'll only pick up a glass with his left hand. So he's always got his right hand available to him to. It's for ah. his gun or whatnot, or to just keep it available. It's his stronger arm if he needs to punch someone. And therefore, also, and he will always position himself so he can see the entrances. And know so where you're doing that. You're making those choices when you're, when you're shooting as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You, 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 yeah, that's part of the, the details of the character that I love sort of getting into and sinking. Well, there's you know. a scene, in, I think it was in the pilot or the set. I watched a few episodes where you're, the guy, uh, you're fight like the guys are pushing each other around. It looks real, man. That like, was real. One of the one of the actors sort of uh, uh, dislocated his thumb in that scene. Okay. Oh, no, and and, yeah. and kind of happily so. Arlen. Uh, yeah. Is that his character's name? Uh, no, his character name's Bird. Ah, yeah, Bird. Yes, we know Bird. Yeah, we don't want to give away who he is, but yeah, there, there's but it, some. It's a very realistic show. Yeah, like it, it makes you feel like you're you're in. And I felt the tension when I was watching it of like, oh, I, I hope Ryan doesn't get killed. No, but I know he won't well, get killed because he's the star. But also, not this does not give anything away. But it moves really fast, and there's some big surprises. It will definitely keep you thinking. Oh my god, I thought I, I thought I knew what was going on, and now they just did that, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's, well, it's funny you say. It's funny you say that. Like you're worried about me dying, but a lot of people apparently are worried that Sean Bean 
will, will, will <laughs> well, die. He, he, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're so killing him off there's, on every there's, there's show. There's suspense on top of the suspense already. At what point? What if for the rest of his career they just kill Sean Bean off in the first season of every show he ever <laughs> What does, can yeah. we say about Sean for the listeners? What can we give away at this point? About his character? About his character. Oh, look, I've seen a lot of Sean's work and I was just floored by his... There's... A, a definite change in the air temperature when that guy walks into a room. You know, he commands attention and it's a... Uh, he is such a kind of a, a trip to work with because, you know, my my character didn't smile for, well, at least for me, for the three months that I'm shooting. I'm a very sort of wound up, tense kind of a guy and just to sort of see the way that he was reacting to me and, and then... A vulnerability when I would show vulnerability because he yeah. plays he plays my father in the show, so there is supposed to be that connective tissue there. Sure. Um, he, yeah, you can you can see the quality of his training. You can see his commitment to the craft. Uh, it was a. And he, you, one thing you shot this show in Puerto Rico. Thanks, man. Right. Yes. You shot the show in Puerto Rico. Yeah, through, and you uh, shot both. it right before. Sorry, he's distracted because no, we, we've just had some incredible yeah, some new cocktails coming up, which we're going to get into in a minute. But so you we shot, shot the show you shot during, well, not during, but we we were flown out for Irma and Maria, um, and then we went back a month after Maria, and we were already really uh, sort of taken by the kind of, uh, the vivacious spirit of the Puerto Ricans, and then when the hurricane hit, we I was sort of. We were, we were devastated for them because there was a, a, at least a couple of weeks where zero news was coming back. We were safely back here in Los Angeles while they were still dealing with sort of power issues, electrical issues, all sorts of different things. And then we went back a month later, finished the series, and it really bonded it in a camaraderie that I've never felt before. It was such a just emotional fucking time, really. They... Uh, they're beautifully tenacious people and uh, you couldn't help but be sort of swept up by that. And, and I honestly believe that a lot of that passion has now bled across onto the screen of yeah. the oath because I, I can speak for everyone, cast and crew on this, that this was one of those projects that we will, that will flash before us. You know, when you die, you always get those, this is going to be one of the ones I know for me. Well, I wondered about that when you, when you go back and you watch the show, I mean, it's, it's probably got to stir some emotion in you without a doubt. To, to know where you, cause I was, when I was watching, when I was watching the episodes, I was, I was looking at the streets and everything and, and I was struck by the idea that, man, these people got crushed, you know, and I didn't know when you shot it. It, it, it had been, but I was thinking, man, like to know what ended up happening down there, and to know that you'd been down there making that show, uh, it's it's got to be a real head trip, man, to to, to watch it and, and know what was coming. It was, too. And because of the nature of the show, we're, we're sort of exploring the inner workings of the gang culture, a cop gang culture. So by that, that very definition, gangs are kind of predisposed on the notion that you you will sacrifice your life for that gang and for the people in that gang. Um that very much permeated throughout the entire kind of uh, project. That that feeling was, you would look after everyone. And, you know, the film and television industry gets a bad rap for not necessarily being true at all times. But this was not one of those experiences. This was just people having each other's back. And it was just, it was nice to see that it's still out there. 
Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all the. Uh, no, uh, that's fantastic. I, mean, I need a guys, drink. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a big show. It's a it's a it's a great show. The oath. It's on crackle, and 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 in a second we're going to talk about your other big project you have going. But we did just get another drink. Yes, we did. Uh, and this one's been delivered to the table. And uh, should it's we bring a tequila in tequila old fashioned? Should we bring in our fact checker? Rosie Ruiz. Oh, yes, Rosie, what do, we, what do we got here? So we got a Patron Añejo uh, Old Fashioned with uh, Angostura Bitters, Patron Añejo, and some agave and uh, grapefruit espresso. So it's a little twist on, so the essentials of a Old Fashioned is mm. sugar, bitter, spirit, and a little bit of water, which is the ice cube. So we just flipped that around, Mr. Potato Head it, and put tequila, agave, which is the sugar and the bitters, and then the grapefruit on top. There you go. Well, let's try it. Let's try it. By the way, just Thank to give you, you a set, it looks, it's got a big square cube in it. It's got a garnish of the grapefruit right there, on the a gra- a grapefruit peel on the top. And uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, buddy. Here's cheers. to the oath. Cheers, cheers, Ryan. And here's cheers, to Puerto Rosie. Rico, too. Yeah. Cheers, Here we go. Ooh. And by the way, they're throwing some food in front of us More as well here at Wilshire. Right. And oh. I should mention that the chef here at Wilshire oh, is Brendan Collins. Yes. Who's Thank a famous you. chef. Brendan's a, a famous chef. He he's is. done a bunch of cooking shows. He's from your neck of the woods. He's from yeah, Nottingham. He's not from my neck of the woods. He's a Midlander. I'm from Lancashire. I'm a bit further north. Um, as far as Americans are concerned, though, that's neck of the woods. Any, yeah. any, anywhere outside of America, <laughs> yeah. neck of the woods. Well, it's like people are like, oh, I go Just up from Philadelphia. The and they go, no way. I, grew up in, I have a friend that grew up in Pittsburgh. Like it's seven hours away. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I know. And I get it. Living here, I get it. But you know what, Ryan? You've worked with so many Brits. And I'm thinking now, you obviously worked with Sean Bean, and then you've just worked with Toby Kebble. Toby Kebble. I worked with uh, Helen Mirren. Oh, my goodness. Helen Mirren is my favorite. (laughs) Really? What did you work with her on? Uh, It was uh, Guardians of Garhul. It was an animated. I played an owl, and she was sort of uh, an evil leader on on the... She was part of the baddies. So did you get to hang out with Helen? I did not. No. I wish I could have. Although I I have on a separate occasion. She kind of manhandled the bar. Oh, no of course she did. Yeah, of course she, she walked did. in. Course she, did. she walked in weirdly with sort of a, there was a, a uh, she walked in, sat down in the middle of the bar, and then there was a, uh, a weightlifter's belt behind the bar for some unknown reason. And she <laughs> asked the barman if she could wear the belt. And the barman, who's going to refuse Helen Mirren, right? No. So he brings over the belt, and she sits there in the middle of the bar wearing this sort of weightlifter's belt. I couldn't have been kind of more proud. She literally just sort of had everyone... Where was yeah. this? Oh, uh, you know, a small little kind of divey bar, uh, like uh, on the outskirts of Hollywood. Bless, um, her, bless her sweet soul. Bless her soul. Is she re- she's revered in your neck of the woods, right? She, <laughs> I actually don't know where she was born. I expect that she probably trained at the Royal Shakespeare Company and became, you know, had the RP, the, the Queen's English, as you'd like to, you know, with that, not everyone in England sounds like that, but it, you get more work if you sound like that. So I don't. I was uh, from the north. I was dragged from up. The north. From the north. Yeah. She was born in Chiswick. No, it wasn't. That was south. It says Chiswick. That's oh, where she was I thought born. me. No, Helen Mirren. <laughs> 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 Helen Mirren was born in Chiswick. Well, then it, that isn't south. Where is, where is it? Where is Chiswick near London? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a lovely... Am I saying it right? Chiswick. Yeah, you are. Chiswick. Chiswick? You don't yeah. say the w- Chiswick. It's like the uh, Smithics, the beer. Possibly. Hi guys, it's Emma from Drinky Fun Time and there's something I really need to share with you guys. 
finding the right hair colour is the absolute bane of my existence. Now, not only are hair salons horribly expensive, I've wasted way too much time in there flicking through some tattered three-month-old celebrity magazine. I've even tried drugstore box hair dyes. The shades are so unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to get. I've wasted so much money and I often end up with colours that just don't suit my skin tone. They don't match my brow colour. But thankfully, I have found a solution. E-Salon offers professional grade, completely personalised hair colour created just for you and it's delivered right to your door. You go online at eSalon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So basically you have a salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips and you've not even left home. Your unique eSalon color then gets shipped quickly and delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. And if you have any questions, the hair experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away they get back to you really quickly honestly it could not be easier and if you want something a little bit different next time just ask eSalon understands you want it just right so don't ever let your color fade they'll even cover pesky grades trust me i know i've got loads of them plus there's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee so if you're not totally happy with your color eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund it really is bloody brilliant Get 50% off your first box at esalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y now. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. esalon.com slash drinky. Okay, should we drink some more tequila? Yeah. Yes, we should. I think we should try. We have some expensive uh, stuff here on the table. Ryan, would you like to, uh, I mean, you being an actor and all, you probably don't get to drink the good stuff very often. Very uh, rarely. Can I, can I just find out, just gauge everyone's uh, sort of how much this is impacting everyone. Has anyone got any rosy warm cheeks yet? Oh, I my. Oh, my okay, cheeks. Rosie Ruiz hand. does, for sure. Rosie's, oh, oh hey. I um, just like to, to, I think it's interesting for the listeners so that, because guys, I want you all to feel like you're with us. The point of this show is that you're drinking Emma's trying to us. say she's drunk. So, so are you guys are, with are us? Are you drinking at home? Have you got a bread of cheese? <laughs> are any of you drunk? <laughs> That's what she's asking. Uh, and if you are, I hope so. I, I encourage our listeners to drink along with us. Yeah. Unless they're driving. Otherwise they'll realize how rubbish yeah. this is. Speaking of which, this brings up an interesting point. Unless you're driving. Okay. So Ryan has a new movie coming out right now. It's called The Hurricane Heist. It's a action movie. It was directed by uh, Rob Cohen, right? The guy who did Triple X and The Fast Boston and the Furious. Furious. Yep. It's a it's a big big it's action movie. And and I watched the movie. Did you what? Uh, did you see the movie? I didn't see the movie. Yeah, I saw movie. the trailer. Right. I was exhausted. I saw the movie, <laughs> and 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 I, I I really I enjoyed the movie. But I got to say this, and I am an older individual. I'm an older person. I'm not the target audience for this movie, right? Okay. I think so, you might be. No, You're I don't. A guy. I don't. Well, I, I am a guy. Okay, so Ryan and I were talking earlier before we came on, and I was telling him that I'd seen the movie, and then, of course, me being me, I started immediately bitching about things. Like, oh, oh here's Because why would I tell him what I did like when I could tell him what I, I didn't like? I wondered why you were doing yeah. the secret well, I chat. Well, like I like to keep my friends in check. So I get tripped up 
on shit that should not trip you up in movies, right? It, the, the whole suspension of disbelief. I have the hardest time Please with that. Please tell us. So both. there's a part in the movie where Ryan's character has some drinks in early. He has, am I giving away too much? No, I'm not giving away anything. No, he, uh, he likes, fra- he, he li- he likes to have a guy. bit of bourbon with his cereal. He's a shattered man. He's a shattered guy, right? Broken he's a guy, man. He's yeah. a broken man. You see him. By the way, ladies, when you see him, he's in his underwear. Or men. He's in his underwear. Ladies, is that gentlemen. Your, is that he's in his underwear scene? when you first see him. He's in his boxers. Uh, it actually is. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's my opening scene. And he's got, so he's got the whiskey and he's drinking. And, and you know, it's a, t- it's a guy movie. It's Dave. He drinks his stuff. And all I get hung up on later when he's leaping like from truck to truck and, and knocking out 50 guys is I'm going, how could he do that? <laughs> You've never heard of liquid courage? <laughs> no. Yeah. That's the epitome of liquid courage right there, my friend. He's right. Is That's, that what it was? Yes. I, yes. I get tripped Some up people fall asleep. Other people jump at 70 miles an hour from one moving vehicle onto another. Do you find alcohol actually makes you more energetic? Could, yes. Yes. Seriously. Without a doubt. And not tequila me. in particular. I've never had an uneventful night on tequila. No kidding. No kidding. Do you think there's a difference? Uh, and we've talked about this before on the show. Do you personally feel a difference between the types of spirit? Not for yes. that wine, yes. but spirits. Do yes. you feel like there's a different kind of drunk? All right, let me. We're gonna throw some out. You sure. tell me how you feel. Yeah. You drink gin. How do you feel? They say gin's like the. No, no. What do you say, Ryan? Well, my mom lo- loves a good G and T. I remember she would at the end of every day she would come home. She'd make herself two G and Ts. In two, two separate glasses. At once. Yeah, at Same once. Time. And get through the first one almost as if it was a shot. And then kind of herself. nurse the second one. Yeah. But that's, I was kind of raised on that. So gin, I, I would like, but I couldn't drink more than a couple of them. Okay. So it just make gin doesn't make you, doesn't move the needle too much for you. It doesn't move the needle too okay, much. Okay, so now you have a, how about you drink a little bourbon? You drink a little bourbon. How you, what, what, what happens to Ryan Quantin on bourbon? To certain guys, I'm not one of them. It does make them uh, very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, too much bourbon. Uh, I can't sleep on too much bourbon, Ooh, so I'll usually stop uh, drinking bourbon if I'm doing it uh, at least a couple of hours before bed. But by that point, kind of logic has gone out the window and you, <laughs> okay. you don't. Let's say you had too much. Let's say you were drinking bourbon. You're like, oh, I got to go to sleep soon. I should have this spirit to knock my ass out. What would it be? Cognac, maybe, or ah, you know. uh, no, you'd probably go something in the more milky world. Uh, I'd turn a rosy for this, you know, Ooh. like a, a, a Frangelico or something like that. But that's a little bit. I haven't had a Frangelico You're, in years. You mean Bailey's? Shit. You like a Bailey's? A ba- well, Bailey's is a little heavy, though, isn't it? You said milky, but it's it's, yeah, it consi- it's considered milky, like yeah. that kind of a a heavier kind of something to sort sure. of knock you out. You wouldn't want anything after a Bailey's. You wouldn't want to go back to a bourbon after a Bailey's. You know what, what about I mean? vodka? What is no, never, never touch vodka. You don't, never vodka, will. You don't like Can't vodka. stand it. Why, oh, why is that? With, with, a, with a passion. With a passion. Why? Uh, it, just, it just rubs me the wrong way. The, no kidding. The smell that you, you were talking about earlier, Rosie, the, the smell of a, of a cocktail, the, the smell of vodka just seems to uh, Which is an move interesting my senses in the wrong way. Then it, you must have very heightened senses because I, I think vodka is supposed to have the least smell of most liqueurs. Yeah, it's right? it's a liquors. pretty much an odorless, you know. Uh, so gin is just flavored but, vodka. But not, not yeah, after but someone's drunk it. You know what I mean? You can still have vodka breath. Oh, he's There's scarred from the aftermath. You, did you have a bad experience with vodka? Do you want to open up here? Did you have? When I've you had were, a bad experience with every alcohol. <laughs> that's so true. Sh- I think you've had a bad experience with every alcohol with me, actually. Yeah, probably. We, probably. Together, yeah, we have we, done this. We've yes. made 
a great pride in mixing. Uh, no, yeah. um, so you've had you've had <laughs> vodka and you don't you don't like it. You just you're not going to drink it. If, if we ordered vodka right now, you would not drink it. No, no, I appreciate the my tequila is my weapon of choice. I okay. appreciate the way it's made. I love the artistry of what these distillers are doing with tequila. Um, can I ask what your introduction to tequila was? Because it wasn't until I came out to America, because in Australia, the spirits are very, very expensive, and they really only do pour one shot. So it's, you're not really getting a, any kind of bang for your buck. Sure. Whereas out here, there really became like a, a sort of 10, 15 years ago, there was a real renaissance back to kind of higher quality yeah. Um, tequilas, where I grew up in a world where you would just where, shoot by it. Way, where did you grow up in Australia? A uh, small little coastal town in Sydney. So the faster you got that, particularly like a, a, a tequila down, the better. That you know, I'm sure you were the it same. Was back not, in your, you were drinking shit tequila. Shit tequila. You were not where, drinking. You were not drinking uh, $500 bottles of Patron tequila. No, but I have to agree that until I moved to America, tequila was something you ordered a shot of, and that was it. It and was never, got, it was never a cocktail no. situation. And not for unless you. you're getting something awful like a Long Island iced tea, and it just happened to be in there because it was on the ingredients list. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that never even it. knew. Yeah, exactly. I never knew, knew that you could be up for 30, 40 minutes sipping a tequila. That that concept just seemed so uh, foreign to me. But now it's sort of, I love finishing a day, and just sitting back on the rocking chair and. Sipping a glass of tequila and thinking about without your shirt on. who I am, Do you where have a I want I don't, but it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Out on the porch, I actually do have a green rocking chair. Old, it's a, with my old I dog it up rooster. A... Come on, boy. No. <laughs> That's how life is here in Venice. Yeah, very bucolic. So let's let's have a little more expensive tequila, and and then we're going to get into uh, the drinking game, which I know Ryan can't wait to play. So what should we do here? What have I let's, been doing? Uh, How are you it? getting on, Ryan? Have you finished your margarita? No, okay. He's he's got drinks aplenty. I in just front want of him. to make sure that it's even when look, we do the quiz, so that we can blame. Look at this thing I'm holding up here. Describe what I'm holding up here. It's. It's fabulous. Uh, it's a very, very ornate, over-the-top bottle with <laughs> some kind of oh, gorgeous crystal bumblebee as as the stopper. Which and is the grand? Si- the bumblebee is the symbol of Patron. It is. It's and, lovely. And this is the Bordeos. The Bordeos. How much will this cost, Rosie? Eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Well, I'll drink it. <laughs> I'll drink it and tell you guys what it's like. All right, here we go. I'm going to pour it. Oh, I thought you were about to drink it from the bottle. <laughs> I thought he was about to drink it from the bottle. I didn't do it. Uh, right. You, don't, you, you, well, use the, you sure you don't want to use the straw? I was afraid I'd spill you, it. You Where's don't need the, the straw? straw? All right, yeah. I'm going to pour it in the glass here, Ryan. You can have some. A little, not much. It's $800 a bottle. Um, Emma, would you like some? This will still be good um, in seven shows. In a glass, Yeah, maybe? we're getting. Rosie, tell us a little bit about the Bordeos, because I can't. The Bordeos is uh, aged for 12 months in French Bordeaux wine barrels. So that's what gives it this beautiful, like, amber, dark amber color. And it's one of those but, sippings. But that, that's the only, it's finished in that, or is that the only aging it's getting? So it's getting the French uh, Bordeaux wine barrels at the end. First part is the um, New American and used American oak barrels. Okay, so how long in total is it aged? It's 12 at the end, but how much before that? So it's, it's a few months before that, and then altogether it's 12 months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and with the fine cigars. It's amazing. I drink this with cigars so you in a rocking it, chair. It retails for <laughs> it, right. It retails for eight hundred. Mm-hmm. How much is uh, oh god, so good. An ounce. 
Yeah. If you're selling it, sort of. It, how much you got? It all depends on the bar. That's what I mean by the upcharge. It all depends on the bar. And I guess not every bar is car- yeah, carrying no, that no. baby, right? right. Is, this, no. is, is this the sort of thing that's poured in? Do they have it at Kohl's, for instance? No, they don't. <laughs> they have, I mean, do they have it at many bars in Los Angeles? Uh, there are many bars. Um, let's see. What's bottle service? Well, I mean, you can't even get God, that at Costco service. or anything like that. You can't get a Bedmo. Actually, I you know, I've, no. I've, I've seen that at Bedmo. Really? Oh, okay. I've seen that at Bedmo. I've seen the Piedra at Bedmo. Um, actually, the whole line, um, the Roca line, the Grand line, and the Core line have all been at Bevmo. The Piedro is this one here. This is the tall, skinny bottle. Yes. And yes. that's, and that's, is that an Añejo as well? That's an extra Añejo. It's that's aged it? for three years. Three years? Yes. In um, American Oak Barrels as well. What's that cost, the bottle? That is $400. Jesus. Yep. Rosie, how do you like to drink tequila now that mm. you have all neat. these neat, neat. Uh, just a, a, a small amount? Do you like it to sit in your mouth and like evaporate or do you swallow yeah, it? Yeah, I like, you know, I just let it sit in yeah. my mouth, you know, and, you know, I just, I sit and have conversations with it. I don't ever shoot tequila. Have conversations um, with it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I sit, I sit and you I, know, like, that's I a, talk that's and I just, I talk, 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 I'm not talking to the tequila. Hi, tequila. How you doing? My only You're friend. You're my friend. My only friend, tequila. Don't tell me, buddy. I just thought that that was very lovely. You were going to hold it, hold it in your mouth and just whisper sweet nothings. Absolutely. If I'm paying that much for it, I mean. But you might, right, I right. You see, you see, better be talking back to you. <laughs> you right? see Rosie sitting yeah. like this. I love you. I love you so oh, much. Oh, I love you, Grandpa. Oh. Yeah. Um, and if you notice the top part of this, I mean, yeah, we yeah. can't see, see it. Can't see it. So the bottle <laughs> is a. It kind of looks like the Oscar a little bit. It's kind of that. It does. It's kind of tall and starts a little thin at the bottom mm-hmm. and widens out a little. And then you, the top part is what? The top part is the uh, volcanic wheel, the Tohono wheel. This is a little piece of it right here. Uh, oh, wait. This is so on top of the lid, which is made of chrome or metal, I don't it's know. It's metal. Okay. Yeah, metal. Then is the a big round, well, like I guess a... a the center. the center the is center is part of the wheel that you use yeah, yeah. To, to crush the agave after to it's been cooked Tohon is the old Tohon is the old method so Tohon wheel is a giant it's rock a that back in the day was they had a donkey mm-hmm. that would and the rock was more centered in the center, and the donkey would pull this rock around and it would crush the agave so it's oak barrels right Most, oak barrels yeah. a lot of uh, bourbon use bourbon oak barrels as well bourbon oak barrel. why, um, b- a lot why of bourbon brands do that um, where because you know bourbon you can only use the barrel one time and they have to discard it it's right. illegal to use it again so then the tequila companies come and buy up all the barrels and age their stuff in it wow. yeah, so when somebody says oh I don't like tequila but I like bourbon I'm like well you should try some añejo how funny there okay okay mm-hmm. And sorry, this may seem like a silly question. At what point does it get? Uh, are you guys bottling in house as well at the distillery? At the distillery, yeah. Yeah, every actually, there's there's a bottle company, not bottle company, but there's a there's a little area um, inside as well that bottles and, and there's a ton of oh. workers, all women. Oh, by we've the way. been there. No, no, Ryan, we went yeah. down there. We went down. So do you? Do you? Do you? Awesome. Yeah, we, Emma and I were down there. We went to the uh, down to Patron and. Uh, we had uh, who was who was on the show with us? Uh, the Mexican actor who's really famous in Mexico. Rod- Rodarte, <laughs> Rodarte. Do you know Rodarte? He sounds um, incredible. But, Rod- uh, no, he's amazing. He's a huge star in Mexico, and he's down there with us. And we're, we're touring the, the the facilities, and we go to the bottling room. Which can Rosie, I describe we, it? Yeah, yeah. Just a second. Has <laughs> everybody seen the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen Violet? No, not Violet Baldrigard. Yes, Violet, you're turning Violet. No, no, the other girl. Anyway, there's a girl who is desperate for her daddy who owns a factory 
to find the, the, the golden ticket. So he has this production line of people opening chocolate bars to find it. It was just like, just like the production line of people opening, opening chocolate bars, only they were wrapping up these gorgeous bottles of Patron with that lovely lime tissue paper. And you, no, you didn't go in and ruin it. The fabulous, very famous Mexican actor. So, we went, so when we walk in, we're up on the balcony, which is up above the whole bottling line. And we're standing up there, and one by one, they start looking up. It'd kind of be like if we were in America and they looked up and saw Ryan Quant, and they'd be like, oh, my God, it's Ryan Quant, but it's Rodarte. So they're all looking up, and they can't stop looking up. Now, the whole, I mean, there's hundreds, mostly women. I guess mostly it women on the like line down Brad there. Pitt yeah, it's it. all women right. on the line, and they're all looking up, and it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like Brad Pitt was there. So then we go down, we go down into the bottling. By the way, I'm going to remind me this, producer Rick. Uh, <laughs> post this on the Instagram. I have video of this Do when you? Rodarte walks in to the bottling line and people just, these women lose their shit. So let me ask you this. What's that like? Because I wouldn't know. But when you walk in a room and you're women asking Ryan lose their shit, Ryan, what's that like? Because you've had that, right? I definitely have not had that. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you. There's got to be like True Blood fan things you must have done. I think we've got any fans. Come I on. I don't know if True Blood had any fans. Did you ever yeah. do like Comic-Con or any of that kind of we stuff? We did Comic-Con. With True yeah. Blood. So what's that like when you go in? It was pretty crazy. I remember going there the first year, and we hadn't even premiered at this point. Um, and we still sold out Hall H, which anyone who's gone to Comic-Con knows that's the sort of one of their premiere halls. And I think it's a couple of thousand people. And we hadn't even premiered yet. So by the third season, we're getting police escorted into the kind of the convention just because it was it was that much kind of static trying to get us in there but it was and these are people dressed like are they dressed like vampires and some of them are sure it's the time to express whoever they want to be i kind of it's it's kind of amazing the bravest outfit you've seen a true blood fan wear well, Deborah Ann Wall, who was uh, played Jessica on the show, she took great pride uh, in in dressing up herself. She she was a sort of a Comic Con fan herself, so she would before we would do our panel, she'd go out there for hours on end, dressed up as whoever it was, and go out there. I think it was Jessica Rabbit once. She went out as all different characters. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you ever miss doing that show? It was such an iconic show. Look, Dan, we did seven seasons, man. And, like, think about it. This day and age, the amount of content, the amount of options that people have for a fan base to stick around for seven years, season after season, and to still kind of be feverish about it, I just, I was getting nostalgic in the second season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I was you're, just feeling you're kind lucky. Of a re- you're kind of a restless soul, right? Like, you, I feel like when you're, when you're, I'm restless, you, but you I also on, know you, when I'm on a good thing. And that was just, that was just nothing but. These these people that sort of we all came together at least from the from the cast perspective from very very different walks of life and we kind of uh, brought all those experiences to this weird eclectic table and kind of nothing was nothing was uh, off the table everything was okay there it was a really interesting and amazing creative climate and Alan, we all felt very creatively satiated. Alan Ball, who won the Academy Award for American Beauty, he created the show, and as well as Six Feet Under. Was that sort of did that stem from the top down? Was that sort of a thing that came from him? Was did he create that? Help create that environment? Yeah, Alan is pretty remarkable, man. He's I've actually seen him give a sort of a close to a three hour 
uh, I guess, live Q&A at the Sydney Opera House. And I invited my brother and uh, his wife to it. And we, the three of us went there. And for three hours, this is just a guy sitting on stage talking to God, close to 10,000 people there. And he had us absolutely captivated. And this is people that sort of really are just in love with the kind of work that he produces. But the... the uh, the gravitas that he gave his work and w- the personal place from where it came from him, it, he, it really struck a chord with me. And I'd worked with him for, at that particular point for the last six years, and it still amazed me just how much of a, of a uh, genius he is. you keep in touch with him? Um, no, but it's, it, it, True Blood is one of those kind of We'll always have Paris. You know what I mean? It's one of those. We, we, we got that. Whenever I see any of those guys or girls, it's, it's, it, there's, a, there's a bond that we have that uh, it's so very hard to describe. Like I said, it's so rare to have a show that lasts that long. So we were all so just, I can't believe people are watching this. I can't believe this is sort of getting bigger and bigger each year. It was very, uh, I can think about it now in retrospect. It was hard for me to kind of uh, put it into perspective earlier. But yeah, it was... Some crazy times. Well, cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to raise a glass of this $800 uh, tequila here. And I guess, you know what, I think, I think it feels to me, Emma, and I, uh, you know, let's see what happens. I feel like, you know what time it is? I do. It's time to play the drinking game. The drinking game. Do you like that one, or do you think you like this one? What do you think this is? Some kind of game? Every time oh. he does that. And Which one do you like I'm better? The, option one. Basically, like option no one, one likes right. either of them, but he does it anyway. That's All right. Awesome. Easy now. Okay. You know he loves his gadgets. We're going to play the drinking game. Okay. And we're playing Is for... Is Rosie going to play? Rosie's in. I'll you play. in? You yeah. in on this? Okay, okay. so okay. Rosie's in on this. We're going to play for a bo- some of the leftover uh, Patron we have here. Uh, whatever. Pick an expensive bottle and just take it with you. Um, that's going to be the game. Qu- Is this a quiz about tequila? It's the Ryan Quantin drinking game. Thank God, because yeah, if it was about tequila, you'd win, right? probably <laughs> So uh, let me turn this away because Ryan's already looking over. I don't want him cheating looking at this thing. So the Ryan Quantin drinking game, in, uh, the questions are about uh, co-stars. Ryan has had a long and storied career, and he's worked with some of the greatest people in the business. The game's about Ryan's co-stars. So we need the buzz in. We need the buzz in. Everybody has to buzz in. The buzz in before we do it. Emma? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Rosie, what's your buzz in? Hi. No, that's too much like, oh, hello. I got, we need something different. Oink. Ah, I like that. All right. Ryan, what's your buzz in? Okay. All right. Here we go. Remember to buzz in first. If you get it wrong, you don't get the answer again. <clears throat> just testing. Just testing. Just testing. <laughs> and if you buzz in early, you have to just run in. Just, just drink. Before I go, I just want to pour a little bit of this, uh, more of this Berdeos. Just... <laughs> There we go. All right. Now we have, we're, is everybody, Emma, do you have enough tequila? I've got plenty with my five Rosie, drinks. Rosie, are you ready? Everybody, uh, you want some? Everybody, we need to be sufficiently tequila'd up for this. Okay. Woo! Ryan, your True Blood co-star, Alexander Skarsgård, won an Emmy for which? Oh! Emma Patterson. I was just waiting for the sound to stop. Okay. Um, oh, shit. It's the Reese with a Spoon. Four, oh, my God. Why three, am I blank? Two. True. One. No, I can't remember the name. Bow, bow. What is it? Wrong answer. Anybody care to jump in? Or do you want me to continue? I can finish. I, got it. I, I can finish. Now. I can finish the question, Emma Kanade. True Blood co star Alexander Skarsgård won an Emmy 
award right. for which mini series? Wow. Oh, hello. No, you can't do it. I Nobody? Right well, I don't have a television, so no. I'm a... I'm a oh, wow. let me try. Let me try. Wow. It might be wrong. But I'm very, pr- I'm very it proud of Scars. It doesn't count, but you can... You can guess. I know they're making a second season of it. Big Little Lies. It yep. is Big Little Lies, but it does not count because you buzzed in too early. So we got zero. Here we go. Next question. Ryan, you've got a film coming out called Supercon in which you star alongside John Malkovich. Which of the following films did John Malkovich not appear? I'm going to name some movies. He did not appear in one of these. Here we go. Places in the Heart. Burn After Reading. Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Warm Bodies. (laughs) Rosie? Warm Bodies. Is that your answer? Yes. (laughs) Ryan Quan, care to venture a guess? One out of three. No, you go, Emma. No, I know what you're up to. We can just get through them. Exactly, we'll exactly, exactly. <laughs> Anybody? I've actually seen this movie. I don't remember him being in it, but enough to reading. Well, he's in that. Oh. So, Ryan, you got one out of two here. Take a guess. Yeah, the first one. The Your two choices are you saying That's he did, how not, much he knows he did not appear in Places in the Heart? Yeah. That is your answer. Yep. That is your answer. The answer is Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. John Malkovich was not an Even Cow based on the Tom Robbins novel starring Uma Thurman. Okay. Have you ever had a, a, a zero school? After, We're on our way. After, after we, so are, many questions? we are on our way. Okay. All right, guys. I know. I think really well here. somebody's got to get this, this one. This is one of your better quizzes. Someone's got to get this one. Okay. What's the name of the character? You're, you, you have a co-star in The Oath, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. What's the name of the character he played in The Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. We're all looking at each other like, Never saw he in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I thought he was in What's the other What's the name of the character he played in The Lord of the Rings? Really? Is this a trick question? I feel like I'm in some weird Twilight Zone or something. Is he in Lord of the Rings? I feel like I'm in some weird Twilight Zone where I'm with people that have been living. Is this Encino Man? Like, if you guys like just I don't know. Okay, again, the Lord of the Rings, one of the biggest. No, never saw it. Guy, you're you're starring in a show with. He's incredible. Never saw it. (laughs) I'm not sure he would. The answer is. Baramir, Baramir. Oh. So now we're coming down to the final question. Yes. And the, so the winner, whoever gets this right, gets to take whatever tequila, whatever Patron you want. You Maybe can take we it just with don't you. Want it. Here we go. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Your True Blood, Ryan's True Blood co star, Anna Paquin, received an Academy Award. Oh, the oh, no. piano. Emma went first. What is it? The piano. Piano. Yep. She was a little girl, and she. You even wanted... have to look it up. <gasps> Wrong. Ryan, you buzzed in before I finished the question. Ryan, did we both get a? You buzzed in too. What's your answer? Received an Academy Award, but I feel like Emma's right. I, you didn't hear the rest of the question. Oh shit! Um, Go on, read the rest of the question. All right, we'll give him a pass. Yeah. Our guest. No, you read. The Emma, question. you're out, but Ryan's still in. All right, here we go. 
Ryan's True Blood co-star Anna Paquin received the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress at the age of 11, making her the second youngest Academy mm. Award winner in Oscar history. Who was the youngest winner Amp. of the Academy Award? Rosie. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. It's a good guess. It's a... <laughs> Wrong guess. Ryan Quan. I got no idea who. He's just <sighs> mad at you now. I'm just happy that we're all we're all on negative. This is kind of impressive. By the way, producer Bo has sh- showed up now, and he's lingering in the sidelines. Producer Bo works in the movies. He's so upset right now. He's he's he appears on the verge of tears. He knows all the answers. The winner, the youngest winner of the Academy Award ever was Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill was 10 years old in 1974 when she won the Academy Award for Paper Moon. You were the only person alive then. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Zing. That was a burn. I don't even know what to say. Is there more? Come on. I never want more questions, but please. Are there more? <laughs> That's all there is. Oh, I, I feel like I should. I feel like I should just make one up. Just Let me. Think, I'll make one up off the top of my head of Ryan's one of Ryan's co-stars. Let's see, Ryan, Stephen Moyer, Stephen Moyer, Stephen Moyer, Stephen Moyer, your co-star in True Blood is from which country? Oh, hello, Emma. Mine. No. Yes, mine. England. Yes. Yes. Finally, <laughs> finally, Emma winner. That's how sure I was. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. So, Ryan, uh, quickly tell us, uh, quickly, you can tell us as long as you want. Tell us a little bit about Hurricane Heist. Uh, it's it's, it's a pure popcorn movie. It's the kind of movie that you'll be crunching your popcorn real loud. You, you're going to wish you brought your seatbelt from the car into the theater because buckle in from the moment it starts. It's The hurricane starts pretty early on and it's, it's relentless. So this is a real hurricane that is also am I right in thinking it's a bit like Fast and the Furious while there's a hurricane happening at the same time? There's a heist happening at the same there's time a as a hurricane. Yeah, there's, there's a, been a, a kind of a concerted effort by the, the baddies in our particular story that have uh, utilising the hurricane as a kind of subterfuge to be able to then uh, take down sort of the treasury in this small little town in uh, Gulfport, Alabama. And it's you and Maggie Grace and... Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell. And uh, you and Toby play brothers. Mm-hmm. Maggie plays a uh, ATF... Treasury agent. Yep. Agent. And you guys have to fight We the sort of have to mend a very broken relationship. I feel like I was responsible for, for killing my father at a very early age. And yeah. uh, Toby and my character have not spoken in many moons. And it's... Uh, the hurricane and the heist provide an opportunity at redemption. Okay. For redemption, I should say. And when you, again, me, I get tripped up on, so the stunts, do you yes. do any of the stunts? Like any I of did a lot of those stunts. We shot in Bulgaria and it was, uh, I have to give my, uh, really, uh, the uh, Kala, who was our stunt coordinator there, let us do a lot of that stuff. And uh, I, if I was a cat, I lost two of my lives on that, on that movie. It was. Uh, are, you, are you scared when you're doing this stuff? Uh, yeah, heart, yeah, yeah, heart is sort of, uh, I'm jumping from, I'm driving a tow truck at 70 miles an hour. And so you're actually doing that? I'm doing that, and then jump, getting out of the tow truck, jumping onto the hood. I'm on a harness, but still, uh, it, it's, uh, you're moving at 70 miles an hour, and then jumping from the hood of that truck, uh, it's a, it's a broad jump, so I'm probably jumping a good three, four 
five feet to the back of a, a big rig that's moving also at 70 miles an hour. This is incredible because this was the, I was watching the movie with my girlfriend, and this it's incredible you're saying that because that was the thing I'm going, I, there's no way that someone could really do that, and now you're sitting here telling me that you actually really did do it. I thought that was some sort of CGI trick. You did that. You actually jumped. No, that was a Rob Cohen kind of special. The, the guy kind of prides himself in doing a lot of this stuff in camera. And so there's very little visual effects. And that's what kind of makes it uh, a little... You're, you're, you're swept up in it. it so makes when it Toby's real. walking on the truck, yep. is he really doing that? He's really doing that. There's no, there's no sound stage. We're really walking on that truck. And you guys have wires, so there's something above the truck. Not on that scene, we oh. won't, no. <laughs> so right. what if he falls? Uh, well, it, uh, I guess I'm the lead. <laughs> <laughs> First billing, suddenly. <laughs> what if he trips? Sure. There's just a cross out on his name. Barricade Ice, starring Brian Quentin. Name's crossed out. Is that something yeah. you guys get really getting given the option to do? They're like, you don't yes. have to, but it'd be better if you did. Please just do it yourself. Yeah, and I'm a bit of a, uh, a masochist. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not backing down, and I was really proud of Toby. He, he's the lead of this film, and he, he really sort of took the bull by the horns and ran with it. And I was like, okay, he, he spent pretty much every day with that stunt team um, working pretty concertedly on, on nailing a lot of the stuff. He had to do a lot more than me. So, so what, do you, what do you got next? What do you got coming up after? We, obviously, The Oath this week, Hurricane Ice. What do you got coming up after? Supercon is coming out when? He's going to have a holiday. Supercon is coming out this year uh, with Malkovich, so that'll be pretty exciting. That's, again, for that kind of Comic-Con found a type of crowd. You uh, shot that in New Orleans. Shot that in New Orleans. What a fabulous city. You were down there at the same time. I, for, did, uh, I did come down. And, uh, what was that weekend? I might have ruined. I might have ruined one of your days of shooting, I think. <laughs> Possibly, I don't think Ryan made it in the next day. Uh, that was uh, that was no for, continuity. That was for Tales of the Cocktail. Tales it of the was. Cocktail is, and, and Emma and I are hoping to be down there. Nice. You should come down and join us. I'd Maybe love you to. can be our special guest. Emma and I are hoping to do a show from Tales of the Cocktail this year. It's the biggest cocktail festival. Rosie, you've been three years. Three years. Yeah, it's it's the biggest cocktail festival in the world. It's it, probably yeah for the most part absolutely, yeah. and it's in New Orleans. It's. Basically, every great bartender in the world, every brand in the world, mm. if you are a fan of cocktails and a fan of cocktail culture, go down there. When, when you and I met up, we, it, was pr- it was at the old Absinthe House, Yep, one of the oldest bars in, in, the, in the United States. And was it the Fortaleza distiller we that we been, met? We had been to Fortaleza with uh, Guillermo, yeah. Guillermo Salza. And he met up with us. Uh, I think that was probably towards the end of a very long day, for me at least. And for me. I was working that day, yeah. You were working, but I was not working. I was working at drinking a lot. Well, you were signing your book. You were doing book signings. That's right. I was signing your book down there. That is working. I I guess what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure I was incredibly fucked up and Ryan was uh, on on his way to being incredibly fucked up. Um, So anyway, I I want to start off by thanking our friends here at Wilshire. Wilshire in Santa Monica, 25th in Wilshire. Great place, great place to eat, great place to drink. Uh, our bartender, who did a great job for us tonight, Mark Stone. Well done, Mark. Give it up for Mark. Stoney. Yeah. Stoney. And for anybody who's been visiting Los Angeles or they are a Brit in L.A., then come here because they do fantastic roasts on a Sunday. They do a, a, a full English on a Sunday. They also do scotch eggs and beef wellington and just so many 
great British dish. Yeah, and isn't the chef? He's like a three-star Michelin yeah. chef. He is. Uh, yeah. Brendan Collins, yeah. big guy. He, he's, he, we put a bunch of food in front of us, which we're about to dive into. Crab dumplings. Oh, I can't wait. No, it's crab. Uh, it's crab donuts. Donuts crab with crab. Donuts. Uh, I want to. Uh, producer Rick fills in admirably whenever producer Bo can't make it. Thank uh, you, Rick. I want to thank you, producer Rick. Thank you. Rosie Ruiz. Rosie Ruiz Rosie, has lent you. an air of intelligence yeah. and wisdom bartending to the show. Rosie, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Dan. I want to thank Emma Patterson always being with us. Thank you, yes, Emma, Emma Patterson. Uh, and of course, last but not least, he's in The Oath, which is on Crackle. He's in The Hurricane Heist, which is out now. Ryan Quantin. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, I hope Thank you had a good you time. Yeah, I hope you had a good time. What and a great I, time. Thank I don't you. know that there's any... Well, what, what are we supposed to do now? And you know what? No better way to end it with the ending theme that was recorded at Patron, specially for us. <laughs> Thank you all. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicide thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons... It's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> 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 That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, my, and my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> 